Well, hello there, and welcome to this Calvary Longview audio message. We're so glad you've chosen to take a moment to discover with us the truth that can be found in the Bible, and we pray that you'll be blessed by what you hear. Today, Pastor Al is going to be sharing with us a message from the book of Jeremiah. We can't wait to get into God's Word, so crack open your Bible, grab your note-taking tools, and we'll get started. Those just to chase them, though, 
be a wonderful time, and many were you know, looking forward to that time. But the complete restoration is yet for a time to stop for now. Complete restoration of Israel to their God will be coming in the future, and that's what he's writing about here. This is the time when everything will be restored and everything will be brought back in order. So Jeremiah is now listening to the English of the nation given by the Lord. Look at verse 4, he says, Now these are the words that the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. It's encompassing Israel now. Again, like I said, and, uh, Jeremiah has been speaking predominantly to uh, Judah, and now in the end, he's speaking to Israel. It's all one nation there. Uh, Israel, all nations, and both sides uh, is God. And he says, we're fine, but thus says the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and out of peace. Now listen, to hear like a trembling, a voice of fear, and you think about the people today, they're living the way they want to live. They're going to find out the hard way that in the end, that they wish they would have listened, but they're not going to be able to listen to the truth. But they should have listened to the Bible, because you're speaking the truth about the day of the day of salvation. This is where we're at. We're about, we can be anywhere from seven years or eight years for this thing to Because the day that we go home, the church goes to meet the, the Lord, or Jesus and the cross, then we're out of here, and then the seven years for the United States time will start, and then after that, the Lord will wait. So you think about, we could be just eight years away from the Lord, a year away from this prophecy, as the uh, tribulation unfolds. But, you know, people are going to live more the hard way. But they, they should have, they went to would have, and they could have listened to that preacher that was speaking the truth. Uh, instead of debating with it, they're, they're not receiving it. They're not testing it for themselves, but they for themselves. So there's going to be some who will not have listened to that word that was going, going forth. And they're not going to have that piece of the tribulation. That's not. Because many will openly reject God to the point where they're so mad at him and so sad at him. And we see a little bit of that today. You know, primarily, you know, you know, people want to live their lives the way they want to live them. They want to, hey, I want to live my life. This is what I want to do. Why don't you be okay with that? Well, God's going to honor your choice. But here's the deal. He wants you to live with him forever. Because there is an end that there's a, 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 a crossroads, I guess, that you can say at the end of life, where either you go to heaven. And if you don't go to heaven uh, to do it forever, then what is your plan? What is this plan for you? What's your plan? You say, I don't want to be with God. How about eternity without God? Are you kidding me? And so you're going to have those who are so out of it, so bad at it. You know, they don't have this peace. They have a fear. Not a physical fear. They don't have a physical peace in their lives. And they're not allowing them to live their lives. You know, they think, well, God wants to live their lives the way we want to live. Well, you know, in reality, He's giving them. They're very excited that He's going to give them what they want. Can you imagine that? One day soon, that the Lord's going to give them a godless society. He's going to give them a society. There's not going to be any Holy Spirit, not going to be church, not going to be any morals. There's not going to be any scripture that is divinely, you know, divided. Right and divided. There's not going to be any of this stuff, and they're going to be left in their own divide. And God is trying now to say, look, there's not peace in that. He is. You may think you have peace now, but there's not peace in you. In order to have peace, the peace of God, you have to make peace with God, and that comes by receiving the grace of God. 
And so we have heard a voice of family in the reply of fear, not of peace. Listen, there was no peace in it. There's no peace in, you know, thinking, you know, understand this, that you're going to reap a lot of that for what you're told. And the world will do that. Every individual will do that. And God says, you know, I come to cover that, to walk through that. Let me guys think of what I've done before coming to Christ. You know, you think right here, you know, my spirit is so thankful for his grace. And you think about no peace in that, you know, living, you know, sowing that I was being a reaching that was being sold. No peace in that. And especially to those who don't do better. They, they walked away from God, or they turned it off, or they raised the church. They, you know, I'm not going to say anymore. They're like, well, the, the church is in, they're not going to go into the church. They're going to go into the church. They're going to go into the church. They're going to go into the church. But they have a chance. And the Bible says, hey, listen, we'll get to this point. Hopefully, we'll get to this point. Uh, all of these people make some questions. But uh, we'll get to this point and say, you know, everyone is subject to their own decisions. And today is the day of salvation. That keeps not going out. The message keeps not going out before the tribulation hits. And look at the world. Isn't that Can you imagine going through what we're going through without Christ in your life? I couldn't even imagine it. I couldn't even imagine it before all this stuff happened. The virus and, you know, all this pandemic and, and all of this political stuff. So I couldn't even imagine it. So thankful for the grace of God. And so we come in verse 6 says, Cast now or see whether a man is ever in labor with God. So why do I see every man with his hands and his loins like a woman in labor? And all things in his very pale. This is like a uh oh moment, you know. It's a And, uh, you know, this is like an uh oh moment. Allah, but that is great so that none is like it. This is. This really does refer to something that's even other than and greater than the Babylonian captivity and destruction of Jerusalem. But it comes out of the time of being called the take of the trouble. Look at verse 7. So that there is none like it, and it is the time of being of trouble, and he shall be saved out of it. So the promise to Israel, though they're going to go through the tribulation and the natural uh, death when they're going to go through the tribulation, they're going to be saved out of it. God has a plan for them. The plan for you and I is today. The plan for Israel, though, many, they can still come to faith in Christ. They can still put their faith in the Messiah today and be saved. Naturally, he, he understands he knows them and he's going to deal with them in the end. This is the age of grace that we live in. And so, Jerusalem, we know, will be destroyed and the people will turn back to the Lord for out. What we're thinking here in Jeremiah. They come back to the Lord for a time. As we read some more, they start waiting in Nehemiah. They started, uh, you know, repenting of the things, separating themselves from foreigners. And chapter 9 uh, of Nehemiah, they started, you know, coming back to God. But it's for a time. It's for a time of a season. And, and in the end, there's going to be this national restoration. Now, think about this. Because we've read Revelation, we've read Daniel, we've read and studied uh, a lot of the New Testament. Well, the Old Testament. Well, we come to a place here to where we remember during that tribulation there should be 12,000 Christ, 12,000 Christ, 142,000 evangelicals that are going out and evangelizing the, the, the world. They're going out and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and His Christ. And they're going to be on the scene preaching. But they're preaching the same message then as it is today. 
Jesus Christ and crucified. It's the gospel message. But during this time, during the tribulation, it's going to be much different. Many are adamantly opposed to Jesus Christ. They're opposed to the message. They didn't speak that way. But during the tribulation, they're going to ask them, and you're going to ask for them, they're going to wait until they want to think it over and their life. And we look at this and how graceful God is, how much grace is pouring out on the world today, because still, this is the day when the message is going forth. We can receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and be saved. And that's not for anybody watching this. You can trust in Jesus Christ. You give your life to Christ. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how far you've traveled from. It doesn't matter what you're coming to it today, tonight. And so, the thing with me is there are some, you know, who won't just adamantly uh, oppose the gospel or reject the gospel, but some of the things are not going to be accepted. Some things, you know, it's going to be up for me. You know, I don't think, you know, they're being quiet about it, but still, a no answer is a no answer. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, you think that exit, you're not going to have any longer. You, you could be the most polite person. You could put flowers, send your thank you card, go out to the street, whatever it might be. But the honor is still the same as those who adamantly oppose Christ in the midst. So it's going to be an awful moment for you. We don't want to be that way. They say, well, when I was a child, I was raised in the church. I used to go to church all the time. And, you know, and I believed in, you know, I just didn't think of religious things. Not just a big religious thing either. He wants it to be a fresh relationship. Jesus. And so no awful moments, you know, there's none of that. He doesn't want that. But during the time of Jacob's trouble, the same message is going to go out. In the time of Jacob's trouble, clearly known as the Great Tribulation. Jesus spoke about his message chapter 44. Look at verse 7 again. He says, But you shall be saved by me. That's the word of the Verse 8. First time that the gospel that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke with your neck, and I will burst your bonds, for you shall no more enslave him. Now, if you remember in the previous chapters that the Lord told Jeremiah to put a yoke around his neck and go to preach to the areas for the yoke, before the yoke. But the false prophet Hananiah came to him, took the yoke off of Jeremiah, and he broke it, taking like a fancy of the upper, and he the last word of this. And the Lord told him that he would put around him a yoke of iron, unbreakable. So what do you think of you're breaking, you're not going to get out of it. I'm going to tell you that you're going to have to go through what you're going to go through, and then he ends up dying. See, when the time comes for the Lord to fulfill his covenant with Israel, he would see through that they would never again be under bondage of any other country of Israel. God is the God of God. He's the way that he protects people. See, God is the God of God. He's the God of God. We might be the final note upon the nation of Israel. Might be during the Great Tribulation when they sign the treaty with the Antichrist. They find out what a novel moment, like, oh no. And then the Antichrist comes in there. But God is going to deliver them, nonetheless. The first sign is this, but they shall serve the Lord their God. No longer are they going to serve any foreign gods. This is the like coming of God. Making a final, making it all, everything. No, no foreign gods before them like they had done for so many years. And this is going to be the way that was always intended to be, united at last. And you'll see this throughout this chapter that they, I will be their God and they shall be my people. 
such. And so, if that's the case, we believe it seems like he is forcing the weak to rule over Israel. Verse 10 says, Therefore, do not fear, for my servant Jacob says, The Lord will give you to Israel. For behold, I will save you from a part of the Lord's I will save you from afar, for your seed is from the land of the captivity. Jacob shall return, thou rest and be quiet, and no one shall make him afraid, for I am with you, says the Lord, to save you. Though I will, though I make you full in of all the nations where I have scattered you, the soul of the Lord is reminding them, you know what, this is where this doing is from the Lord, I scatter you. You might have thought that this thing was happening, but I scared you know, this is Yet I will not make a complete end of you. This is just the thought of this whole restoration to the people. Uh, you know, call upon his name. Whoever calls upon me, I will not make a complete end of you, but I will correct you in justice again, God, and justify all this. And I will not let you go altogether in punish. The soul. Both the Lord would discipline them, he assured them that he would have completely destroyed them. He does things that don't really know. And though he would administer justice in his judgment, he would never be overly severe in his punishment. So he, he's perfect. You know, you and I have spent some time to, you know, roll the world, you know, and whatever it is. Maybe they were disciplined by our children, grandchildren, whatever it is. He's perfect. He's tough in all that he does. And so look at this call, because he goes to stealing his foundation, he says, For thus says the Lord, your affliction is incurable, your wound is severe. There is no one to plead your cause, and you may be bound up. You have no healing medicine, and all your lovers have forgotten you. So remember, there's nothing that they have that's going to heal their wounds. There's nothing that they're going to have that's going to be around them. Nobody's going to call out for them. They quit apart with all of these stuff. Idols, balls, baseball shots, all this stuff. But what the Lord is telling them is they're not going to be there for you. They're not going to be there to help you. But we can rest this year. This is safe for you and I today. We can't serve you God. We can't serve God and them. We can't serve God and money. Money's not going to be there anymore. The God will always be there. We can't serve God in anything. We need to have people we can go to over to the Lord. He says, the universe will be all your lovers that forgot you. They do not seek you. Remember all the foreign gods that uh, Judah has gone after Israel, gone after it. It's gone after the wealthy, worship them, all that kind of thing. They're not going to be there for you. They do not seek you. They're not seeking you out to see how you're doing. I mean, there you are going through tribulation. How is that going to work? And you think about that today, too, and I don't know, we're not trusting in Jesus, but we're trusting in And if we're not trusting in Jesus, then when we go through a time like we're going through now, uh, with this virus, this kind of challenging time, what are we trusting in? Who are we trusting in? How's that working for you? How much peace do we have? How much are you, you know, totally just uh, set upon the Lord to say, you know what, God, I need you because anything else is going to fail you. Anything and everything that you put your trust in is going to tell you. He says, For I have wounded you with the wounds of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one, for the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased. Why do you cry about your affliction? Your sorrow is incurable because of the multitude of your iniquities, because your sins have increased. I have done these things to you. See, they were doing what they asked for in their asking. 
we would call out to him. See, Israel's decision appeared hopeless, but God promised to um, reverse the misfortunes. God had a plan, and he still does. His plan for them is set for time to season. For you and I, he has a plan. You know what time is set for? It's good. Those who 
We hope you've enjoyed spending this time in God's Word, and our prayer is that you'll take it with you and apply it to your life. If you'd like to learn more about Calvary Longview, visit our website at cclongview.com. 
While you're there, you can find more teachings, request prayer, or even find out how you can get involved with what God is doing in our city. We hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you back here next time. And remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.